We're glad to be sharing the ministry of Tabernacle of Praise with you. Now join us as we receive the Word of God. Get around the medical people and, you know, Dr. Benzer, Dr. Harmer, all these guys I work for, you know, they're seriously concerned. They're not, they don't want to take the COVID thing and they don't want to take the... Dr. Benger told me, well, Dr. Benger told me when I, he said, have you been tested for COVID? I said, no. He said, They have, and, 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 and out where I'm at, you know, they have, just like Best about everywhere else, they have people sitting outside, and if you're wearing a mask, you come up, and they, you have to fill out this questionnaire before you even come in to say, I'm here for my appointment. That's how bad it's getting. And it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. A lot of teachers quit teaching because the government got into the schools and said the teachers can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this. And so you have a lot of teachers that quit teaching because of that. So what do you think is going to happen to medical? Because it's going to happen everywhere. People are just going to quit working. They're going to quit. I mean, there's, there's, there's a far-reaching thing. Uh, So, so where does all this money come from? Yeah. Yeah. Lumber went up, skyrocketed, came back down, came, all of this. It's the best way to test. It's the best way to get the feel of what America is about. You know, that, that happened in the 1800s. It created a civil war. There's a litmus test here that's happening, and it's going to create a civil war. That's what it's going to create. There's going to be those that are this side. There's going to be, we're already that way politically, let's be honest. We're 50-50 already politically. It's, it's just a matter of time. Yeah, coming. In the book of Joel chapter 2, I'll, I'll crunch this up now that we've, because we're going to probably come back to this subject. It describes this desperate situation that Israel's in. They'd just gone through this devastating locust invasion. They had no crops. They had no food, no way to make a living, no grain to feed their cattle. They had no livestock. Their livestock was dying, starving. And because they had no grain, they couldn't even offer grain offerings. They couldn't worship. They couldn't eat, couldn't work, couldn't worship. And so it's funny that the Bible this happened in Joel 2, and it kind of looks like this is going to happen again in the world at the end, the same type of scenario. Isn't it strange how things that happened back then, huh, God said those were a four times that we would learn and understand what's going to happen 
So the Bible describes end times just like this. And here's the thing. Many people, including Christians, are, are, are pacing around in fear because of this. They're pacing around in fear. Now, I'm not saying you. I'm just saying the people that I'm talking to, many of them Christians, because when I talk to them, I, I, I go to that subject. You know, hey, well, do you go to church anywhere? Do you, and if you find out the fear that's there. So uh, it's just the process of life right now that's really, and again, I, I want to, I had a discussion with somebody in our church this week, and I've had this discussion now three or four weeks in a row, and they really believe that this is the mark of the beast, this deal. They really believe it's the mark of the beast. One day they believe it is, and one day they don't believe it is, and the next day they believe it is, and they're not sure. And they're saying, well, you know, there are many questions like, you know, what, what if they tell me i got to take it, then I can't work, so I've got to take it to provide for my family. Will God forgive me? I was listen, you understand, and I told this person, so you may get a chuckle out of this, if you, had you been at the classes on Wednesday when we talked about certain things, you would know this answer already. The market of beasts is not going to sneak up on us. It's not, they're not going to fool you and sneak it up on you and go, oh, you got it. Now what am I going to do? What am I going to do? It's not, it's not the way the Bible says it's going to happen. So let me erase that fear for you. You know, if you're forced to get this, virus, this, this vaccine, understand this. It's not the mark of the beast. Now, this is a test. Don't make no, and this is a spiritual test. Understand this. If you will look at what's going on here, I'm going to shorten this lesson up really quick here. You see what's going on here simply because this is a test against the church. Here's what the devil does. He tests periodically God's people to see where God's people are at. He knows where the world is, but he's got to find out where we're at periodically. And you find this throughout just, you know, we, we read this here right in the middle of Joel 2. They just came out of this. They have no food, anything. And you know what Joel tells them? Fear not. Be a, rejoice. God's going to take care of us. That's, that's great, y'all right? That's great. So you have nothing to give your kids to eat. You have, your cattle are dying. You have nowhere to work. But fear not. I mean, that makes no sense. But there's a reason Joel 2 is in the book. Because we're, we're, we're in that right now. And I'm going to tell you what Joel said. Fear not, because this is where God's going to do great things, Joel said. You're going to see God do some great things. In the middle here, in the middle of this chapter here, in the middle of this, there are six promises. I'm not going to go through them tonight. There are six promises that God gave them. And here's the thing about God. When he promises something, God's never reneged on one promise ever. So let me ask you a question. Again, I'm going to compress this. What promises did Jesus give us? Well, he said, listen, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He was a provider, a healer, he, and the promises that he gave and the promises in Scripture and New Testament tell us it doesn't say we won't go through tough times. Here is the problem in America. We want our blessings in our pocket. God bless me today. That's, 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 we consider this. Do you consider this a blessing of God? Everybody, do you consider money a blessing of God? Sure you do. How do you buy and sell? So how do, you, how do you not buy and sell? You get rid of this. You get rid of this. So what do you think is coming down the pipe? They're going to get rid of this. The only way you're going to buy or sell is you have to have this particular mark. You understand that we've talked about this in Wednesday nights. 
when this all goes down, and we're seeing the process right now, when this all goes down, Jesus comes for us. He said, I'm not going to, my church is not going to endure that. Doesn't mean we won't have issues, because we have issues. We have, well, there's things we have to endure. God's promises are for our spiritual health and spiritual being. Too much has gone on in the church world about that, that God's promises means I'm going to be rich. I'm going to drive a Mercedes. I'm going to have a house that's 10,000 square feet or bigger. I'm going to have 10 or $12 million in the bank. I'm going to have, and it's all materialism. But the promises of God in the Old Testament were material. So there's pe- God's people, right? Uh, he said, I'm going to give you more cattle. I'm going to give you all these things. But the, the, the New Testament says those are types and shadows of the New Testament church, the physical now and the spiritual. And so we can't get locked into this physical world that's going on right now. One of the reasons many Christians are afraid is they're afraid they're going to get, they're locked into the world system. And so they're afraid if I don't, let me just give you for instance, if, if I don't take it, I don't have a job. So I can't provide for my family. And so that, that is the world side of it. That is a very real thing, right? Don't, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But where, where the church has stepped to the wrong side is we don't believe that God will provide us more cattle. We don't believe that God will provide us more grain. If we did, we wouldn't be fearful of this. We would understand it's coming. We know it's going to be hard. It's, it's going to be tough. Listen, a lot of the people in the early church, whew, I, you know, could I have been a Christian in the early church? That's, I've asked myself quite often that. I'm putting my children's life on the line, my wife's life on the line, my life on the line. All of those things. That would have been tough. Well, God didn't call me to that period in time. He called me to this period in time. And he called you to this period in time. And so what we're engaged in now, we have to understand there's a spiritual stronghold that God owns. God owns the stronghold. The devil tries to work in the stronghold and try to create a fear in us. Try to create a fear in us to scare us to the point where we miss what we're called to do in the time we're called to be in. What is the church called to do? Spread the gospel. That's the calling of the church. That's the reason we have the Holy Ghost. It gives us the power and all that. So we're called to that. And what is happening now is the church world is being distracted. We're being distracted. Our minds, listen, you know, I, I finally had it at my home. This is my home. Y'all just understand, this is my home. I had to say we're not going to talk about Trump anymore at my house. It's not that I don't think he was a good president. I think he was. We're not talking about that because I hear more about Trump than I do about Jesus. We're not doing that anymore. I don't hear Trump's, not that I, but understand, we've gotten distracted. If we talked about Jesus in the last four years, as much as we talked about Trump, this house would be full. I'm not accusing anybody of anything. I'm the pastor. But understand this. We've been distracted. And the church has to wake up and understand that God told them. He said, listen, the prophet said, here's what the Lord says. Fear not. Now you're going to see some, you you think it's been bad? Now here they are. They have nothing. And, And God's going to do great things. Have you ever felt that way? I'm in this really bad situation, and God said he's going to be on my side. Why am I in this bad situation? You know why they were in that bad situation? They were in that bad situation because of themselves, number one. But number two is, why did God say, because he said, I, he's going to do great things for this land. Why did he say that? The, the land. What about the people? 
Well, the land, when you look it up, you understand he's going to do great things for the land because there are promises connected to the land that God said he told the forefathers, this, this is what's going to happen in this land. And those are the promises, and God's going to make sure it happens. And so what he was telling them is he was saying, listen, you understand something. This greatness is going to happen because of the promises of God that were way back. Listen, we, we don't need to fear here, y'all. God has promised some things way back in that in this land, we, we have those promises today. We just have to not be fearful. Because what happens when, you, you know, well, I told this story before. You, you know why they, the old lion runs up and roars real loud? He, he creates a scare because he has no teeth. He's not very fast. He's old and fat. I've got teeth, but I'm old and fat. Not very fast anymore either. I tried running today. <laughs> so understand the deal about an old lion. <laughs> he does that to create a fear. And the, they scatter, and they run right into the jaws of the young lions who kill them. And so that's what the devil's doing right now. He's creating a fear in the church to try to scatter us. And so what we have to understand is God's promised us something. Don't, don't react to that fear. Don't react to that stuff. Let's react to God's Word because His, His Word is full of promise for us. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's a, it's a reminder that Jesus can come any day, correct? We all, we all understand that. That's a reminder. But it's also a reminder that he has promised to care for us and take care of us. Not, again, that we don't have pressures, but understanding. Right. So, you know, I, I, I think it's such a distraction in the church. And I'm not talking about Tabernacle of Praise. I'm talking about the church world. When I say the church, understand this is what I'm talking about. It's created such an extreme pressure and, and a, and that people have gotten so distracted from what we should be doing. And if we just go about doing what God's called us to do, listen, if you are having a problem and you're trying to get rid of that problem in your life, the best thing you can do is find somebody that has that problem and go help them. I have discovered this, and I learned this from my wife. When there was issues going on, she would go help someone else, and the issue would get taken care of. You know what? How God, that's how God works. So if we will seek the lost, if we will look for those that need help, if we will find those that you know, need praying for, if we'll find those that need the Word, all those things, if we'll do those things, God will cover the other side of it. He will cover the other side of it. So I condensed this lesson because I... You know, I want to come back to this. So, I mean, we've got about 15 or 20 minutes. I want to come back to where we're at now, this, this, this deal of uh, being required, mandated to take this vaccine. Number one, if you choose to take the vaccine, that's your personal preference. I, I personally choose not to. That's my personal preference. If you choose to take it, that's your personal preference. Number one, we can't, what we can't do, if, if somebody stands up in our church Sunday and says, I took the, I took the vaccine. We can't disown them. We can't degrade them. We can't do anything. Listen, they're, they're, that's, that's already one pastor. 
this week stood in his pulpit and said, if, you take the, if you've taken the vaccine, get out of my church. It was on the national news. You don't think the national news ain't going to jump on something like that. It's, that's fire for them. Told them, if you took the vaccine, get out of the church. You're not part of the church. Get out. So we're not doing that. Just I'm telling you as pastor, and I think that you're all that way. I'm just saying we have to come to a point of understanding what we're really doing here. Yeah. This is Jesus's. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, but that's a fear thing. Understand, that's a fear thing. Well, what's he afraid of? Well, he's afraid of losing control. That pastor is afraid of losing control. Listen, Jesus controls this church. I make mistakes, but he still controls. He is, and he's going to always be that. He was that before I became pastor. He was in control when Bishop was pastor. He'll be, when Bishop passes and I pass, if that happens, and y'all get another pastor, he's still going to be in control. You know why? Because you, you allow it. You say that's, who's, that's who we're, and we're not going to be fearful of what's going on. And listen, if people, I, I'm just this way. If, let, let, Darren's here. If, Darren, if they tell Darren, you've you got to take it, you can't work. And if Darren takes it, he takes it. Okay? So, so what's, what's the, can, can you, listen, what's the bad thing now? Darren took the vaccine. What, what's the bad thing now? C- correct. You, you, yeah, you don't want, your choice is not to take the vaccine. Your choice is to, to have a job, to supply for your family. Right. Yeah, because you made me do it. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're going to do us like they do the veterans. Listen, you got to understand this about our government. This is a mandated thing. They're going to do us like they do our veterans. Let's put them out to pasture somewhere when they get sick. Too bad. We'll see you in about six months. Well, I'm going to be dead in four. Oh, well, that worked out for us. That's, that's, our, that's, the, way, that's the way it is. Right. The bottom line is, and, and listen, let's just, let's just say this. And I, I heard a pastor say this, <laughs> like this other guy. If you take the vaccine, you are denying Christ. My Lord. There's all kind of, this is going on. Listen, this is not the outside. This is the church world. 
So you see what's creating here. That's not it. You know what? We stand for Jesus Christ. You know, did Peter enjoy being crucified upside down? Did he do it because he loved Jesus? He's just not going to deny him ever again in his life. He's been through that. He's never doing it again. And understand this. With all this that's going on, it's your personal preference. I'm not, as a pastor, going to tell you what you should or shouldn't do. If you don't have enough Holy Ghost for God to tell you, then let's have a good prayer session so you get enough Holy Ghost so God can tell you. It's that simple. If you want me to tell you, I'll tell you. But, I mean, it, it, I, I have to go back to what you just said, Bishop. I mean, regardless of what we're pressured into or out of or whatever it is, the, the mainstay is, look, I'm standing for Jesus Christ here. That's the mainstay. Uh, a lot of what we're battling against is not, we're looking at it on a physical flesh nature, and we're not seeing it in the spirit. And that's why we become fearful, and it affects us. It affects our emotions. It affects all these things. It's because we see the physical side of what's going on here, and we know what can happen physically to us, and we can do all these things. But understand, there has to be something in your life greater than your flesh, and that's your spirit. And so regardless, let's just say next week they tell me, Don, if you're going to come out to these facilities here and do this, if you want to get paid for this, you got to take it. Well, I'm still going to love Jesus. If I take the vaccine and it killed me, I still love Jesus. That, that's the criteria there. You know, don't let fear bring us to a point where we're irrational. That's what the devil wants. That's why the old line roars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let me say something to what you just said, because th- there's another, I had a talk with this person, there's another uh, issue that comes with that. Uh, we ask God for wisdom on situations like this, and we're not in the Word. We ask God for wisdom for situations like this, and we don't pray very often. We ask God for wisdom, and we don't fa- listen. <laughs> There's a part of this thing that we're supposed to be doing, too. Right. There's no, the Word is life. He is the Word. The Word is life. And so if we stay in the Word, if we, you know, I really believe that's why God has taken us here at Tabernacle of Praise, the last couple of years, taking us through the process. We've come to that point now. He's taken us through the process of saying, okay, we're at this door. Trust my word. Talk to me. You know, maybe, if anything, it gets us as Christians back in the word and back on our knees. I think, Bishop, uh, 
I'm going to tie this into Acts chapter 2. We have this picture of what happened on Pentecost, but understand it wasn't that long ago that the people that came up asking, what does this mean, were the ones that killed Jesus. And here we got Peter and these other guys that are standing up in front of everybody. I don't think they ran up and said, what does this mean? I think they ran up and said, what's going on here? Are you, is you one of them? That's what I think happened. And I think the Holy Ghost power, that's why Jesus said, go until you're in due. Because Jesus knew what was going to be asked of them. And they said, Peter stood up and said, well, I'm glad you asked. Correct. I totally agree. Moral issue. It will, and moral issues are derived in your spirit. It's going to be a moral issue. Yeah. And that's one of the issues that they're trying to make this vaccine. They're trying to make it a moral issue. What do you mean you're not going to take it? You're going to endanger your fellow workers. You're going to, they're trying to press that. But, right. Right. It, they'll, they'll talk. They'll, if you listen to these people, they're talking in circles the whole time. If you just listen to them, if you've listened to Fauci the whole time, people were picking up on that quick. That dude walked circles. And, every, boy, they were, buddy was praising him. And I thought, man, I wish I could get that kind of money talking in circles. Maybe I am. I, I don't realize it. Talking in circles because that's what the guy does. And so, you know, what, what did the CDC say? Well, why did they take away the mandate? for masks why, why do they do that if if this is so that important well they didn't know this other strain was coming yes they did yes they did it had already started over there when we were having our first heyday that new strain was already having its heyday they already knew it they're all it's just a circle thing because again we talked about its control but this i guess the whole thing of this lesson tonight is that fear not god says i'm going to do great things Great things. We're talking, listen, let's get out of flesh. Let's get in some spirit. You know, are, are they going to come try to shut us down? Probably. I'm just going to tell you, pro they're probably going to try to come here and shut us down. It's going to happen. So, you know, am I going to be worried about going to jail? Yeah, here's, y'all got to love me for this. I've already been there. <laughs> it, ain't a, it ain't a new house for me. So, I won't be at home, but I'll be on vacation. That's what, I'll be on vacation. So you, you know, I'm going on vacation next week, by the way, but I'm not going to be in jail. But, but I understand that. You know what? It, that's the physical side of it. Don't think if that happens that I'm not going to have Jesus going on in that jail. Thank, yeah, thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk to these inmates. So that's what it'll come to. Whatever situation we're forced into, are, are we going to just bring Jesus with us? Because that's, that's really what the test is here. That's really what's going on here. And, you know, he said this. He said, listen, you guys can see this and see that. And when you see this, he said, when you see this, look up. Your redemption draweth nigh. Right. 
Yeah, just that piece of paper. And guess what? Guess what they're doing out there? <laughs> Did you have the vaccine? Yes, thank you. Did you have it? Yes, thank you. They don't. They don't check any records. They don't. So. Mm-hmm. And here's, you know, here's another way you know, say, hey, yeah, I've had a vaccine. I had a vaccine when I was six. They put, I've still got the mark. I ha- not the vaccine. I had a vaccine. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of ways to just, you know what, because here's the deal. Kroger's, Walmart, any store, they want your money. They don't want the vaccine. <laughs> they want your money. So bottom, that comes back to that anyway. We just have to, again, where the wisdom comes about and understanding with the Lord, you know, there was things that people did in the Bible. You thought, wow, that's amazing. They just took Jesus with them. And he, he can, I, I'm not excited about this, but I, I understand why Joel was saying, fear not. He was saying, this is where the Lord's going to show his stuff. This is where he's going to really show up. My friend Bo Harrison, he said, when they have a great service, this is what he said. Bishop, you've probably heard this before. He said, the Lord showed up and then the Lord showed out. You heard that? Yeah. He said, so that's what's going to happen. He's going to show up. So fear not. Fear not. That's easier, you know, it's easier said than done, isn't it? Right. Yeah. What does he say if you're, if, if you're persecuted for his name's sake? What does he say? You, oh, your name is, oh, I know who you are. Yeah, I know you. Counted worthy. Yeah. The least we could do is in this instance stand for God like we should have. That's the least we that's we owe them that. We owe them that. Here's here's the thing, and I'll close with this. Let's just say you can't buy. You know, we've been I've been practicing out at my property, and I've got it down now where I know exactly you wouldn't believe what my garden produced this year. I, and I'm I'm not saying this tongue in cheek. I think God showed me something that if need be. If we all had to gather out there, or I'm going to invite them to Darren and <laughs> Becky's place, we have, God has already provided us with the capability for the need to, if we need to eat, if we need to, he's, the, we, our church has that provision. We're our entire church, if we had to go two different directions or what, sorry, I'm putting you, I'm putting you on the, but, I, you know, God showed me some things that I've never, I grew up in the country, y'all. My grandparents were farmers and ranchers. But I've seen some things this year that I've never seen before. And I, I really believe that, you know what, this is a provision of fear not. I'll give you more cattle. I'll give I'll give you.
The guy next to me has hundreds of cows, by the way. We have a lot of beef. Say again? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Don't have a problem. You know, we talked about supernatural the other day. We live in the supernatural world. We just are not recognizing it till now. I think now we're about to jump in it. That's, to me, that's exciting. Not as, a, not as a pastor, as a Christian. If I never pastor again from tonight on, it's exciting, I think, what God's about to show his church. Hey, I, I am your God. I'll show you. Christians left. Exactly. God's people were taken out of the trouble. And later on, Paul talks about it again. God's people will be taken out of the trouble. He doesn't, he doesn't want us to go through. Would you want your wife to go through major trouble? Of course not. And we're the wife of Jesus Christ. You know, there's things you just look at the correlations in Scripture. Anyway. I need to stop. It's 7.45. So, fear not. Exciting. I got lots of tomatoes. For more information about Tabernacle of Praise, look us up online at tabernaclepraise.org. We want to hear from you, so be sure to connect with our Facebook page. We also have a free app that you can use to keep up with events or be notified of bad weather. And you can listen to our sermons directly from the app. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed day.